Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I am your host, Grace Helbig. I'm very excited for this episode. Um, We have Lucas Gage with us today, which is so, so fun. He's an actor. uh, He's an artist. He's uh, that guy you might remember from that viral video recently of the the director over Zoom, like shitting on his apartment. Yeah, that guy. Turns out he's way more than that. Uh, We talked about his recent project uh, filming in Hawaii with Jennifer Coolidge and Molly Shannon. Uh, Incredible. We talk about his recently found obsession with Real Housewives. You can probably guess how excited that made me. And... We give some great advice to you guys who have submitted questions all about wearing masks and about um, Cards Against Humanity. So also remember, if you want to submit questions for each new episode of Not Too Deep, email us at nottoodeepatgracehelbig at gmail.com. In the meantime, please enjoy this episode with Lucas Gage. Oh, I'm just so glad that you share that same insecurity that I have about um, energy drinks being seen as like less than coffee. Yeah, I feel like it's like judgmental unless you're drinking it with alcohol. Yeah, that uh, you know I'm from I mean? I'm from New Jersey originally, so yes, like uh, vodka Red Bulls are a very big staple of drinking culture. But yeah, yeah. it's when you just drink it for energy. I don't know why it seems like trash. <laughs> it does, though. It, I mean, I am trash, but it's cool. I'm hey, me it. too. You're uh, in a safe space. Wonderful. Cool. A, a perfect way to launch this podcast episode. <laughs> We're trash. Right. We're trash. Welcome, friends. Uh, Lucas, I'm so curious. So you grew up in San Diego is that, or in the San Diego area? Yeah, yeah. North County, San Diego. Okay. So how you have such a fascinating story of getting into entertainment and getting into acting specifically, but I'm curious to hear you tell it. Sure. Um, wait, what, how, what do you know? Well, I know that you had a extremely like important, um, like moment with a friend as a teenager and it kind yeah. of let you evaluate that, like you want to live your life to the fullest. And so why aren't you pursuing the things that you really want to pursue? Yeah. Um, I was, I was, you know, 18 and I think doing college. Anyway, I was visiting and I went to some party and my friend got jumped. I jumped in. I got the shit kicked out of me. Jeez. Yeah. And then, so I I dropped out of school, got my face put back together. (laughs) And, um, and then just like a weird series of very insane events, but basically found out my dad got remarried and had new kids and forgot to tell me. Uh, wow. Just a real small just little a thing. Little small thing. We're fine now. We worked on it. <laughs> okay. um, but then I met, um, that day I met Luke Wilson and ended up like kind of working with him. And he allowed me to like shadow on set and cool. got me like a little short film with him and like basically like taught me a lot about acting because he knew I was really interested in it. And I, I was just like an unhinged 18 year old asking him about himself and didn't, you know, feel self-conscious doing so probably now I would have shit my pants. <laughs> but I mean, how important and like, um, 
just necessary to have that transitional period in your life to reevaluate and then also to be able to ask questions of people that you admire or respect. I feel like I, as an adult, still struggle with that ability to like put myself out there in that sense. So this is how long ago was this that like you felt like you first entered into the entertainment world? Probably, I would say seven years ago now. Okay. And now seven years later, what are your thoughts on the entertainment industry? A very lighthearted question. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, look, I'm super thankful for everything that I'm doing. It's a very heartbreaking, insane industry that asks you to be sensitive and vulnerable, but also to have tough skin at the same time, which are two... Yeah. It's like wildly contradicting. Um, it is a true paradox existing in yeah. this whole world is yeah. Exposing yourself, but then keeping your walls up at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I chose this profession. I'm aware that my heart's going to be broken once a week at least, <laughs> you know, and that's what you signed up for and it can harden you and make you a little bit tough, but I try to mitigate that and not do that. And I, I choose to be soft. I choose to stay vulnerable and remind myself that like, I love what I do and, and, uh, I'll take the pain and the humiliation and the embarrassment because at the end of the day, I think the, the payoff is worth it. That's know. incredibly sweet. Oh my God. That's very um, sweet. Thanks. I'm not that sweet, but thank well, you. you also must be so introspective in seeing the beauty in life because you just came back from Hawaii. I did. Uh, you were working on a project there. Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, I, I worked on The White Lotus. Uh, it's for HBO. It's a mini series that's coming out, I believe, over the summer. Cool. And it's basically about 1% problems, about rich people staying at a hotel called The White Lotus. And they are so blinded by by their own bullshit. You know, they're mm. complaining about this, the most minor stuff meanwhile the whole world is basically on fire so it's very very timely and very satirical and it's great i think it's going to be a really good show well you from what i've gleaned it's very Mm -hmm. exciting that you've gotten to work with like incredible female comedians like molly shannon and jennifer coolidge so good i've been like i'm I just watched like a ton of Christopher Guest movies over the weekend and I'm obsessed with Jennifer Coolidge so much. I'm so I have to hear secondhand how the experience was working with those incredible humans. I mean, it's everything you would think and more. I was obsessed with like Superstar and Best in Show are one of my two favorite movies. Yeah. So I was fangirling the whole time, (laughs) like the whole time, but they're just so both of them are so sensitive too. Mm. you know, they, they really use humor and comedy as a way to deal with like a lot of like really tragedy. I mean, they've had some pretty tragic stuff happen to them in their life and they're so generous and they're so loving. And like literally when we were leaving, the staff was crying when Jennifer (sighs) Coolidge left because they had become so close to her. Ah, Like she just makes everyone feel so loved and like, I love her. I, I got in a lot of trouble one day and I, I broke a, (laughs) I'm telling the story. I broke a bottle of wine. Okay. I'll pull up a picture, but I broke a bottle of wine in the lobby of the hotel. And (laughs) 
I freaked out. Jennifer like paid for the whole entire thing. Like uh, paid, like just like, just really swooped in and was like, I got this taken. Un-. She's very just like, maternal energy. She's happening. a maternal, amazing person. And uh, I can't find the picture, but it, I destroyed a couch. I believe it. It was a, it was a, it was a horrific um, moment in, in time. I was a big party fell. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, plays into uh, a bit of the themes of the movie, perhaps. But yeah. there. But I'm curious too. Not only are you working, you're working yeah. in Hawaii. You're working uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Like, yes. go how. I'm just curious, like the onset experience, like one, uh, have you felt like you're out of practice and have to get on set and like everyone has to figure out how to do this again, first of all, yeah. and then also how to stay safe in doing it again? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't really act for like eight months and that was the longest I'd, I'd had time off since I started, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of felt rusty and I felt hyper aware of the camera and mm. hyper aware of like, if I even knew how to act anymore and if I was talented and yep. normal, all bullshit. the insecurities start yes. swooping in. Yeah. yeah. So I was very much in my head and, and then I just had to just keep reminding myself to, you know, be gentle with myself and know that it would, it would go away. But yeah, it was, it was insane. Like we, we bought out a hotel for the first um, two months of it. And we literally lived in a four seasons with just the cast and crew. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were getting tested every single day. We wore masks and shields and like, it was, it was very intense. Um, but it was very safe and, uh, we, we did it successfully. Cool. There was a couple of hiccups. There was like some, like a lot of trouble with testing where people would come up positive and we'd shut down and everyone would be like sent to their room and in lockdown. And then we found out a couple of days later that it was just a false positive. Wow. Yeah. I mean, cause the, you've been working like consistently for the past few years. And I imagine that being on a set, you know, you become, like you said, you're all very vulnerable and you're artists and you're working together. And so you create this bond with each other. And then yeah. when you when the project's done, you just all have to leave each other and you don't get to see each other in that type of capacity anymore. But I imagine that like working in Hawaii in these kind of circumstances could bring you even closer together because this is such a specific moment that this is happening in. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it was a very pivotal time. We were in a global pandemic. We all felt very insecure. Like when are this is this going to be our last job. We mm. had the, the, you know, the Trump the Biden, but we didn't know who was going to be president. We were all freaking wow. out about Trump possibly get, I went viral on accident. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about I have that many later. questions. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was a very <laughs> insane couple months of my life. Um, yeah. When you're already working in the industry of like fantasy and make believe. And then yeah. when your real life becomes even more surreal than like yeah. the fiction that you're representing, that's got to play a number on your brain. Yeah, I think so too. I think it definitely was a bit of a mind fuck, but it also it kind of worked really well with the whole story we're telling. Like we were in this bubble as well as these people were in this, you know, hotel and they're separated from real life and they're living in these, you know, like, I want to, I don't want to say utopia because it's, I guess it is a kind of utopia. We're at the four seasons, but like, it's also like 
incredible environment where it's like everything you need is available for you. Right. But there's like that constant anxiety too, that we're reminded that we're in this bubble and the rest of the world is like falling apart right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it made for good art and it made for the connections I made on that one in particular were one that I, I think are very, very intense and special. And there are people that I, I've been on a group chat with all of them and I talk to them every day still. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the um, accidental viral uh, <laughs> moment that's happened let's for talk you. About it. I'm sure you've probably talked it to death in your in your world, but I'm just so fascinated by many things around this. So, for people that don't know, basically, um, you had an audition over Zoom. And the director on the audition had uh, unfortunately said some uh, horrible things regarding the environment that you were in that uh, thinking that he was on mute, wasn't on mute. Um, So, okay, many questions. First one, after this happens, I mean, like you've been through Hollywood and people are shitty in Hollywood, like point blank. And it's just unfortunate to see it happen again. Oh, at what point do you go, I'm going to upload this or I'm going to present this to the world? Well, first of all, a lot of people thought that I posted the video and that I was, I was doing it in my hotel room Mm. that they were like, he's not even in his apartment. That was in my apartment. I waited to have the balls to post it once I had another (laughs) job and I was in a hotel room. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Got it. Got it. So I just want to clear that up. So that was probably like two months before I had booked the job and it all actually happened. We're going full circle here. Molly Shannon and I were talking the night before mm-hmm. about our worst audition experiences. We're all sharing at the table. Everyone's saying their worst experience. And by the way, this one is not my worst experience at all. This was just <laughs> one that was caught on camera because of the pandemic. I know, so, which is like even more tragic but also that is like the unfortunate reality of like hollywood which sucks but at the same time it's hilarious and like surreal to commiserate with molly shannon about like worst audition experiences exactly this is like the least offensive (laughs) thing that was said to me like my apartment that's whatever i don't really shit that much but we were all sharing it and i and i sent i opened my video i was like i have this one on video like i was in we had to film it because it's like locked down and they need you to film it just in case the zoom doesn't get picked up. Right. And so they were like, that is amazing. That is unreal. You need to post that. I was like, I've been thinking about it. I just don't want to like, I don't want to shame anyone. I don't want to call right. anyone out and like try to cancel somebody. And, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we get that. Like just actors will connect with that. Mm. Um, and artists will connect with that that are struggling right now. And, and so I, yeah. So then I just, the next morning I posted it and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to say his name. I didn't want to call him out or do anything. I just thought it was like a funny, weird moment that a lot of people would connect with. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I laughed it off in the video and it did still linger with me, you know, like you remember those painful experiences and, it still hurt, you know? Yeah. I, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's so petty and mean <laughs> that it's yeah. like, and specific and just like unnecessary. That totally. It's one of those. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think what people imagine, um, Hollywood to be sometimes, uh, you know, without experiencing it. And then like when you 
see it, you're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And look, like I said, like I've had much more intentionally demeaning things said to me <laughs> and to a lot of my friends and much worse things while trying to prove ourselves to like the decision makers. Yeah. And like, I don't know if this guy's a bad guy. Maybe he was having a bad moment. And I don't think it's a case of like, I'm a good guy. He's a bad guy. I'm the hero of this. Like he's not a bad guy because he had one moment. Right. You know, that's a question for his friends and family who know him well. I've said some <laughs> shitty shit. He probably just said some shitty shit. It spilled out. He didn't know he was, you know, mm-hmm. not on mute. And, it, you know, I think why it resonated was because after that moment, I was alone with his comments in that tiny apartment, you know, like yeah. that four by four box, which I never hated my apartment or judged it, but suddenly like I'm in I my apartment. I thought your apartment looked great. It was a great apartment. It took me so, and I still am confused on like what he was actually criticizing. (laughs) Yeah. But you handled it wonderfully. You laughed it off and you uh, kept it, you know, you kept it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, he apologized after it happened and was very apologetic and, and he apologized later on. And, you know, I, I wasn't looking for an apology and I was definitely not looking for him to be called out and, you know, thrown under yeah. the bus or anything that was just unfortunate that it happened that way. And my hope was just that it serves as like a starting point for people to move forward with kindness and awareness that as actors, we need, we need people to be on our side. And especially for this shitty situation we're in right now with zoom meetings and like, mm-hmm. like acknowledging that we at least showed up to do our work and like, just try not to like be rude or, yeah. Or whatever until we're off the like just wait till we're off the call so we don't have to hear it. You know what I mean? We just but wanted... imagine imagine if someone didn't even have to wait till they're off the call. Imagine if someone could go yeah. to therapy and work on their own anger so it didn't come out projected on someone that they is just trying their best. That's my hope eventually. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, I can't imagine what it must have been like to hit upload. Like I would have thrown my phone into the nearest water source just out oh. of anxiety. Oh, it was, that was so overwhelming. Like you think as actors, we love publicity. Who is yeah. on This is so different as actors on a project. We like have a release date, right? We know when right. we're going to see this. I had no idea. Nothing could prepare me for this. I, like I was humbled and the response and the support I got was so amazing, but it was, first of all, I just did not expect it to go that viral. I didn't even I expect it to go viral period. Right. And just, I, I woke up from a nap. I remember I had 300 text messages, like 200 <laughs> missed calls, 30,000 friend requests. I was like, what did I do? Oh, Am I no. over? Did I ruin my life? Like, right. yeah. Um, I'm curious who for you, um, whether it's another artist or actor, like, who reached out to you or tried to connect with you that really like surprised you or overwhelmed you? Um, I think one of my favorite directors, Edgar Wright, he reached out, he had baby driver and he like had really supportive words. Zach Braff had some really supportive words. Justin Long was really supportive. That's crazy. Um, Seth MacFarlane posting that video was insane. Yeah. Uh, who was really insane? Jake Gyllenhaal liking it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jake is... Gyll- like, if you told my 12 year old <laughs> self that, I would have thought you were lying. That's incredible. Yeah. And also, I'm sure you're still processing the actual reality of all of it. Oh, for, oh, the Jonas Brothers. That was like, what? 
the fuck? <laughs> Joe Jonas. That's my boy. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for reaching out. Wow. Um, um, that was incredible. Insane. insane. That's truly oh, bonkers. Truly like I was in a dream. And uh, I'm, I'm glad the anxiety and the... Uh, wow. It is over. <laughs> well, you've made it through. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think you've handled it incredibly sophisticatedly and incredibly well. And also just a quick reminder to people, like, just be nice. Everyone's trying their best and that's all yeah. you can appreciate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I have some more questions for you. So we'll be Let's right back it. with more Not Too Deep. No, no, no. Hello, listeners. Grace Helbig here, wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not-too-deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the App Store, and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Okay, Lucas, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on Not Too Deep with me. Um, So brace yourself. The first question is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? I would like to throw cold spaghetti at And see, this is something just to take a little bit of the pressure off of you. I interpret this as an answer that can change on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So this is just who in this moment currently comes to mind for you. And it can be a celebratory thing. It doesn't have to be a mean-spirited thing. It's whatever your intention is. Um, I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives during this pandemic. (laughs) Okay, you just opened up. (laughs) fucking pandora's box because i'm obsessed with real housewives melissa and i were just talking and catching up about it before you jumped on this call um okay go on Uh, well i you know i dabbled in a little bit of salt lake city yeah Uh, those girls are really entertaining but mostly i've been doing new york i just bought Mm. a a cameo from sonia morgan (gasps) yeah i got a really good cameo for her okay yeah she's one of the she's one of the greats she's one of the legends she's, she's like iconic but i think i would want to throw it at ramona yeah hell yeah you know i just feel like she kind like she kind of deserves it a little bit but also she'd be fun to fight back with yes um it would be her entire storyline for the whole season is um why this happened and um how she can take you down yeah kind of love her though too at the same time okay now well now i need to know um first of all how did you get into watching housewives yeah. How bored uh, were you? <laughs> I was really bored. I I got the COVID-19. I was locked down for 14 days. Oh, shit. And I watched like nine seasons of Real Housewives and six seasons of Below Deck and three yep. seasons of 90 Day Fiance. <sighs> I mean, I could talk to you for now like another six hours about all um, of this. Which one, uh, New York, you say is the one that you connect with or are most interested yeah. in? Yeah. Okay. Beverly Hills is pretty damn good too. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Is there a housewife that you would 
um, like to work with? Yeah, Carlton from Beverly Hills. Remember the witch? <gasps> yeah, the whoa, that's a deep a cut. Yeah, yeah, that's a real, that went to the back of my archives, fully yeah. in the back. Holy shit. She's yeah. a one season gem, but like, yeah. loved, she just like threw hexes on people. And <laughs> yeah, like, she did. Remember that? In hindsight, yeah, in hindsight, thinking about that, that shit was crazy. <laughs> she was cool. She, I love like, I love goth stuff and like emo. Mm. Like, I just like really am into like witchcraft. I just think it's so cool and vampires, anything in that world. So like Carlton really resonated with me. Wow. What yeah. a deep, specific cut that's so yeah. interesting okay now do you have a preference over below deck versus um uh housewives oh yeah melissa's saying that she's andy's one regret for not bringing back carlton why didn't they bring her back carlton was like the most iconic person that they they fucked up truly i mean and who knows what kind of curses and hexes have been put on the network since Andy Cohen is real upset right now. Um, below deck, uh, below deck. Here's why I like below deck. Below deck. Yeah. I would love to work on a yacht. Mm, that would mm-hmm. be a dream of mine. So that that one really fulfilled a lot of childhood um, childhood fantasies of mine. So that one, yeah, that one was maybe a little bit closer to home, but but I I could sit and watch both of them. So I can't decide. They're both so good. I, I, I mean, decide. yeah, Below Deck is gorgeous to watch. Like just gorgeous. the setting that they're in is uh, wonderful. I also just love the uh, juxtaposition of these rich people that rent the yachts and the people that Me actually too. work on them. I think Me it's too. great. Uh, a great premise. I'm curious, is there a reality show that you would be on? Uh, the only one I would ever be on is Below Deck. Yeah. Okay. Either as a yacht guest, which will probably never happen. Uh, but <laughs> that's, more uh, likely, you know, though, I feel like Jennifer know. Coolidge could rent a yacht and you'd be uh, invited on it. Jennifer, if you're listening, um, <laughs> we have one scene on the show on a yacht, which is, will be really fun. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. I, I think I would be a really good chief stew, but I would probably be wow. hired as a deckhand, but I think I'm, yeah. I think I'd be really good with those guys. A chief stew, really. So you would be the one doing all the interior, handling all of the food. See, that's, I know my limitations and I could not do that. Well, here, here's the thing. This is why I wouldn't be like a second stew or like a third stew. Like they have mm-hmm. to really deal with it. I feel like the chief mm-hmm. stew actually does the least amount of work if you think about it. Mm, yeah, they I can see that. They kind of make like the second stew and the third stew, like do the laundry, do all like the dirty work. Yes. You know what I mean? But actually, yeah, no, that they oversee I, I everything. Bosun sounds fun. The yeah, Bosun yeah. sounds fun until it comes to like docking the ship ever or I doing hate anything. How they always make something dramatic about docking. Yes. And it's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, are they going to be able to dock it right? And it's and like it's they every always camera, dock it. Every single camera angle, uh, but it's moving like a centimeter a minute and it's uh i love yeah it's uh it's very overly dramatized but i also like i want a reality show of the crew that catches that reality show on that boat because those quarters are so close and also it took me like 
three or four seasons before I realized that there's a, a ton of other crew members that just aren't featured on the show. Oh, there's like engineers and like yeah. <laughs> all these people that are just like stuffed behind like 10 cameras. Like yeah. I, I want to watch the behind the scenes of that show. That's what that I'm screaming. That would be insane. How yeah. do they fit all those people on a yacht? That's I'm like, give us the big brother camera so we yeah. can watch all the GoPros and see what's going on there. Yeah. Um, Okay, a bit off track, but it was yeah. worth it. it was so, very worth it. I'm going to ask you the other question I ask every single guest that is on the podcast, and okay. it is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a bathroom emergency situation. However, you can only use three words or small phrases. So, for example, mine okay. is a college jogging front lawn. Got it. Yeah. Um, road trip, Gatorade (laughs) bottle, lemon lime. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure no one knew whether it was lemon lime or not. I sure found out. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay, Lucas, we have a new little section on the podcast and it's called um, Deep or Hot, which means uh, you can choose between answering a deep question that we have for you or giving us a hot take on something that has riled you up in your world recently. So would you like a deep question or would you like to tell us a hot take? Let's do a deep question. Okay, here we go. Deep question. Is the meaning of life to give life meaning or is there something predetermined? Mm. All I know is that life is worth living. <laughs> there you go. And that's all I'll say. But I do think, I think there's no such thing as accidents or coincidences. I think that there's some predetermined shit out there and you'll uh, either be open to it and push in the right direction for it, or you'll be closed off from it. And I don't know. I've had too much weird synchronicities or coincidence it's too coincidental it's too coincidental yeah dude i am so into the idea of synchronicities currently um that it's synchronistic that you've said that are you a um like do you have rituals or do you do any like really like what's your go-to stuff are you super superstitious in any way oh yeah oh i believe in i believe in all of that stuff, paranormal stuff, mm. horoscopes, ghosts. Uh, yep. See, I'm, the, I'm like the aliens. Uh, they're oh, out aliens there are real. for yeah. sure. How can they, they just, not be out there? They're out there. We just haven't proven ourselves worthy of them taking us over. <laughs> it's I mean, my theory. I agree. Look at the, like, go look at the star. Not in LA. Cause you can't really see stars in LA. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just look at that, come on, there's so many aliens out there probably watching us probably like have some kind of show of us right now making yep. fun of our where they're I mean, below deck where they're below deck right now they have the <laughs> yeah. best reality show um yeah uh, what other rituals do i have do you do are you like um are you like a sage person do you like clean out the bad vibes do you like if you step on a crack are you worried about it do you are you into crystals or anything um, oh, you know what I did? I, <laughs> I went to a, a, some like psychic witch store and mm. bought some 
crystals to bury for the new moon because it was Ooh. supposed to like cleanse me or something. And I felt kind of cleansed after I felt a little lighter. I, I'm into like Reiki and uh, healers. I went to some some weird stuff in Mexico and tried all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what? I love it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you give a sentence like I went to some weird stuff in Mexico, I can assume that you you're into it. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> okay. We're going to take our last break. And when we get back, I have a couple questions that have been submitted uh, by listeners that they need some advice, guidance on. And, you know, you being so in touch with your witchy spiritual world, perhaps you can provide some guidance. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Lucas, before you leave, we need you to um, help out some of our listeners with some burning questions. So let me get our question here. Here we go. Uh, This one is about a breakup. So uh, they say, recently, my ex-girlfriend and I broke up. She suddenly contacted me entirely unprompted and said she is going to start a trash fire and burn my belongings, which I left behind at her house. What brand marshmallows should I bring to the bonfire? Also, what other fireside snacks do you recommend? Cool. This is like a very meta question. I feel like it's like <laughs> meta about like gaslighting. Mm, wow. Yeah. There are. Yeah. It's very symbolic. Right. Like she's just like like adding to the fire, or maybe you are adding to the fire and you're allowing it to happen. Mm. There's a lot of deep meaning in this question. I think as far as snacks go, um, I feel like you've grown up near the beach. So bonfires and like snacks might be in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm pretty basic. I I don't really do barbecue kind of, I would be doing like (laughs) flaming hot Cheetos. That's what's coming to mind. Yeah. That's keeping it within the theme of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a pickle, (laughs) like a, a white claw or something yeah there you go just like yeah. really make a time of it those are uh i imagine that's your food pyramid is that's just flaming my, hot cheetos pickles and white claws my dietary restrictions <laughs> and red bull there you go yeah no that's i always say that my um my kitchen is basically uh my version of a 7-eleven like it's just same. literally a convenience store and that's it literally same cool that i feel uh much more content and safe in my decisions (laughs) okay so uh, this is about masks and and um emoting yourself through masks so they're asking uh i worry that it looks like i'm glaring when i try to smile with a mask on how do you smile using your body language instead now i'm curious you've done some traveling amidst the pandemic and have uh, obviously you've been doing it safe with masks and all that. Have you found yourself having to communicate through body language differently than you normally would? Yeah, I probably like make bigger <laughs> things and like use my hands to talk way more than usual. Yeah. And I look insane, <laughs> but a little off topic, but isn't it interesting how some people look so much hotter with a mask on and then other people look so much better without their mask on? It's like, I am a very, that is very insane and interesting. I also will say that I'm a very introverted person. And so having the ability to wear a mask in public has been like 
such a gift to me that I love the anonymity of just like having a mask on and going out, but also know that I'm like playing by the rules and like participating in society correctly. Uh, But I think it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a good way to like talk. If like someone's rude to you, you can like mouth talking shit to them and they can never (laughs) see it. There you go. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Directors who go on uh, (laughs) zoom in the future. Should have just worn a mask the whole time. Kept, you know what's? Have you seen the 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 guy that holds the sign? Like him with a mask on, kind of looks like me. Yeah. Whoa. But him without a mask on doesn't look like me. That is very confusing. Um. But yeah, to answer your question, <laughs> use a lot of body language. Maybe exaggerate a little bit more. Don't go too big. You know. Yeah. It is. Um. I do find that I am like trying to use my eyebrows way more than I Mm -hmm. ever have before. And I don't know if that's helping or hurting me. Like if now I seem just like very crazy and I'm not actually emoting the correct emotion to people. We're all going to need a lot of Botox from going like that (laughs) so much. Exactly. Okay. Last question for you. Okay. Uh, Someone wants to know, how do I tell my friends that I hate Cards Against Humanity? Oh, I, know- I hate that game. Okay, I fucking well- hate that game. Well, then this is the perfect question for you. They say, I, I know everyone gets a kick out of the shock value, but I just don't find it funny. Any other it's games not. you suggest to play at parties? Literally anything but that game. I hate Cards Against <laughs> Humanity. It's so whack. It's not funny. The answers are so stupid. I, I just hate that game. I hate it. Wow. I don't care if I'll never get a like an endorsement deal by you guys i will not (laughs) play that game like stick to the basics like go to truth or dare never have i ever like anything is better than fucking cards against humanity okay what is sorry uh, i hate that game so much no i'm i'm sorry that i've triggered you um when did this hatred develop i feel like I feel like when did it even come out? Like like six years ago, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah, something like something that. Around to be very honest, I've only played like maybe less than like five times. So, but yeah. I like I get the gist of it, and it just seems like a game for people that don't feel comfortable making conversation. Yeah, so they like just not, use the game. Yeah, or like you're not like. I would rather someone be like, let's be original and like come up with our own cards against humanity or just like make up our own Mm. funny idea. Like, let's just, there's no originality in it at all. And I feel like it's a security blanket. Truly. Are there any party games that, you know, in the before times where you're jammed? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. When was that? When was that? I know. A few years ago. I really like karaoke. That's what I miss the Mm. most. Like going to Koreatown and, getting a room and doing karaoke all night. I guess, yeah. Like, What's your game. go-to song? Uh, it's a tie between shallow, the, um, Lady Gaga, uh, Bradley Cooper version. And I guess that's the only version. And do you do both parts or do you try and, uh, bring someone up with you? <laughs> I do Gaga's part and someone okay. else does Bradley Cooper's part. And then <laughs> I really like you ought to know, mm. um, by Alanis Morissette, but I feel like, uh, yeah, these are some like gut wrenching, like yeah, uh, love ballad anthems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about okay. the, the love ballads. Very Nothing cool. too fast. Yeah. 
Very cool. What's the, um, I mean, this is a bit of a cliche question, but other than karaoke, I guess, what yeah. are you most looking forward to? Or what have you found that you missed the most in the, the recent months? I really just miss flirting with strangers and mm. like seeing you can't someone do it as much on your phone. You really can. And I just yeah. don't like love apps. And I, I think, I think what I miss the number one most though is going to concerts, mm, yeah. dancing. And I would go to literally any concert right now, even if for a band that I hated, I would go to right now. Okay, well, who's on your short list to want to go to? Who's like a, a dream performance you haven't seen yet? That's a good question. Um, I really, I mean, I'm, I'm, really I'm into... sure every musician is like the most exciting thing right now, but I, I would say Doja Cat. I'm mm. really into right now. I listen to her on repeat, and um, yeah, like I want to go to like a like a Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, like Nicki Minaj triple concert. Like those three cool. together would be so lit right now. That's like an incredibly powerful female explosion. <laughs> yeah. And then like for an indie vibe, I would go to like The Neighborhood. I love their new mm. album. Cool. Um, and then, you know what? I would redo... I would redo a Lizzo concert again. That was that was the last concert uh, I went to. I think it was Lizzo was the, or Lana Del Rey. One of the two. Wow. Sorry, that was the last concert that you remember going to? Yeah, I think it was like the same week I went to Lizzo and Lana Del Rey. And then shortly after, we were locked down. Ugh, but what a beautiful last what a beautiful bit of memory. I know. Right? Yeah. If you're going to go out, what a great way to go out for a I bit. Know. I know. Um, Lucas, we've reached the end of the podcast, um, yeah. but before you go, uh, I think this will be something that you're interested in. We like to give our guests a little a gift, and this season we are giving what? our guests a personalized horoscope from us to you. Oh so my God. Melissa is going to put in the chat your personalized horoscope if you're able to read it aloud to all of us. Oh my God. Okay. Dear Gemini, Twins of the Stars. Take this week to heal some old wounds. I really need to. Mm. Perhaps check in with your therapist. I have an appointment tomorrow at 1130. Or go. just scroll through that dank-ass Finsta of yours. You know I'm going to. <laughs> Whatever it is that you need to soothe yourself. Ah, there you go. So, so you admit you have a Finsta. Listen, I said it on my Twitter. Everyone needs a therapist and a Finsta. That is how you wow. heal. Okay. Now, uh, get, I don't have a Finsta. So uh, give me the number one reason it's necessary. I mean, I feel like it's an outlet of creativity. I mm. use it for, I'm a big fan of Yelp reviews. I'm a big fan of Amazon reviews. I'm yep. a big fan of just reviews in general. I, that's, yeah. Yeah. I will say if you're a big fan of reviews, if you go on Amazon and you read some vacuum reviews, they are Real specific, good. intense. They are like full dissertations on vacuums, but also oh. incredibly helpful. I'll be doing that <laughs> this afternoon. There for you sure. Go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Lucas, this has been so fun. Thank so you for fun. talking with us. Where can people find you? Where can they uh, watch the things that you're in? Where can they find your Finsta, et cetera? <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be a fence anymore. Um, right. Just Lucas Gage at Twitter, on Instagram, and yeah, just like Google and figure out the shows. I don't know. There's Sweet. some stuff you can find. 
Yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank you. Um, this was so I hope fun. you continue to shine a beautiful light on uh, the world the way that you have. And this was so fun. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Mm-hmm.